Welcome to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Podcast. Join Danny on a journey through the historical island of Ireland, its people and the wild Atlantic way, which is Ireland's last frontier. Experience the music and the culture that makes up the longest coastal driving route in the world. Now, please welcome your host, Danny Houlihan. Crun Fata Grishni in Atlantician. A studio, Vallevinanaun, Vinaun the Shun Kunde Kiri. Welcome to my show here on the banks of the Shannon River. I hope you're all keeping well and safe. And if you have just joined my show, my name is Danny Houlihan. I hope you enjoy my show and please check out my other episodes which are on the system. In this episode, I will briefly delve into one of the most iconic markers of our ancestors, the High Cross its origins and the way it touched the heart of its people who erected these ancient structures way back in antiquity. The ancient historical landscape of Ireland is marked by the old Celtic stone crosses, evidence of past lifeways that marks the legacy of our Irish communities stretching back for millennia. Indeed, it should be stated that there are many old stone crosses still hidden beneath the green grassy landscape of Ireland, yet to be discovered. An opportunity for archaeologists to explore, debate and write about our glorious Irish heritage and the golden age of Christianity is there to be uncovered. Timber and stone have over the centuries marked the burial places of our ancestors, such as Kiss Graves, both long and short, megalithic tombs, Though timber rotted over the decades and its markings were lost forever, the stone marker still survives. One of Ireland's most famous markers is that of the High Cross. When you visit us here in Ireland, why not take time out to see one of these High Crosses, which adorn the landscape of Ireland? You will be amazed by the workmanship and creativity that was employed by our artistic stone masons of the past, inscribing on stone elaborate depictions of the Holy Scriptures and designs. One of the most famous high crosses is that of the Monaster Boys Cross of Morda, County Loud, named after an abbot of Monaster Boys in the year of 923 AD. The face of the cross depicts many scenes, one's that of the crucifixion. It also depicts a scene with Moses, hands supported by Aaron and Hor the arrest of Christ and the last judgment. Another high cross, famous in Ireland, is that of the Clonmacnoise cross, again well worth to visit. One can just imagine the planning and artistic work that went into the preparation and execution of the tall high cross. The building process first commenced at a local quarry where there was an abundance of raw material available and it should be noted that the area had to have local artisan crossmakers who would commence the work of the elaborate designs and the ornamentation applied after its erection. Another question, who were the crosses intended for and the people who paid for them? Again, an area open for debate. The cross was cut from a large piece of rock, normally sandstone, which was available in localities which had an abundance of that raw material. 
Debate and theory have been put forward about the type of material used and how the cross was erected at their chosen locations. Some have stated that crosses were made at the site, while others relate that they were built elsewhere and then transported to the site over land by using oxen and cart. Then finished with the biblical scenes by the artisan stone makers. When finished, the cross was then erected into position with several sections while the original solid crosses were put up quickly. The cross consisted of a base, central area of the cross, with ornate designs, and the cap of the cross, again embellished with hand-carved designs. Our ancient landscape of Ireland contains a rich tapestry of language, art, and built structures, such as ruined castles and the ancient monoliths which patterned the landscape. Standing in front of one of these priceless relics, one can experience the legacy of our ancestors and the builders who built them. Many questions are asked. Who was it for? Or the location chosen? Or was it located to mark an area boundary as well? Construction of the stone crosses stretches back into antiquity to a golden time in Ireland before 700 AD. The old stone crosses were primitive in construction at first, but in their own right were impressive. During the preceding years, the ornately constructed designed high crosses began to appear on the landscape of ancient Aden. As the early Christian progressed, early crude cross designs were being replaced with more elaborate ones, with influences of Scandinavian interlacing designs and carvings in the 11th and 12th centuries. High crosses, which contained various designs, were erected in special holy places, depicting scenes from the Old Testament and New Testament. Some crosses had images such as pipers, harpers, shamrocks and other unique designs. Well over 700 years, Irish artisan stonemasons applied their great artistic skills to the unique designs of high crosses. These crosses represented the island of saints and scholars, and also to honour the person it was erected to commemorate. The speed of a blackbird between two bushes had all the fear. The speed of the wind compared with the blackbird had quilted alone. This excerpt is from an ancient quatrain from an oceanic poem, a colleg na Shinorak. Colloquy of the Elders. Quilter MacRonan, famous Fianna warrior and runner, who had the speed of the wind and could outrun many an invader. In North Kerry, there are many high crosses of modern era in local cemeteries, some from the 1800s. But one of the oldest to date is the stone cross of Tonanock, which is located on a road in Killahan in North Kerry near the old church site of Killahan Church. Standing in front of this old Irish high cross of Killahan, I have to say it's impressive. It has one arm missing now, but still to this day is an impressive part of the architectural landscape of North Kerry and a link to our early Christian past. Tonanach Cross is 3.5 metres high and was found years ago in a field nearby 
and was erected in its present location by the Commissioners of Public Works. The cross marks the early development of the High Cross in Ireland. Tonanach Cross has a few marks engraved on its face and arms, which according to historians represents the host and Christ. The circles engraved on the cross face away from the main road, which is not visible to the public. Another tale, which had been related to me lately, is that there was some battle near the castle of Ballymacquim, and that a cannonball hit the high cross, thus the arm was missing. Another theory is that the cross arm missing was due to the builders during its construction way back in antiquity. When you visit Ireland, I recommend a visit to see the cross. It should be noted that this cross is on the side of a public road, so caution must be taken when you stop to see it. During the 1800s, wealthy people continued to erect lavish crosses and graveyards in memory to their people. Of course, these are contemporary and indeed should be studied in more depth and deserve more attention. I will, in another episode, take a much deeper look at these crosses. I have taken a short walk around my own cemetery here in Kilhenna Valley, Bunyan, during the course of this podcast, which has a few high crosses erected over the years. Some date to the 1800s. Many have been maintained over the years, while others are worn from age. Looking at these ancient works of art, constructed from sections sandstone to moulded are present. Iron was used in the arms to give support. This is evident in Kilihenna, as I have seen iron disintegrating from one cross, thus indicating its construction. Two of the many fine examples of high crosses erected in the cemetery are by the Clark family of Ballybunion and the Harney family, which are constructed to a fine finish. I leave the famous high crosses behind me with a great respect to our ancestors and our artisan stone makers. I hope the future generations will preserve and respect these ancient structures. I will return again in the series to visit more crosses in Kerry, which have been erected to honour our people and our heritage. I hope you've enjoyed our visit to a part of our Irish history. Many of these antiquities are open to the public, but some are on private property. Permission must be sought for entering private land. As usual, leave no trace and respect our landscape. Take nothing away from our landscape but memories that will last with you forever. Until we meet again, Slán. Thanks for listening to our show. Through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Bye for now.